0: Welcome to the Eric Erickson show podcast, hour 2. Hello America, welcome. It is Eric Erickson here across the nation. The phone number 877 877- Nine seven three seven four two five. If you want to be on the program, text the word Eric E R I C K to three three seven seven seven, and you can find me on social media, the podcast, the live stream, get the daily email—all that you need to stay informed. Uh, happy to have you right now. I want to switch gears, and I got us. I was really going to get into the. Well, you know what? I might as well start with that because it's such idiocy. Jennifer Rubin may be the dumbest person in America. She exists or she used to exist as a uh, right-wing columnist at the Washington Post. And then she ran some sort of column that uh, claimed to be like observing conservatism. She's not really. She's a predictable dumb hack from the left. She supported Republicans as long as they gave her a seat at the table, like Max Boot. The moment they started ignoring her, she became bitter. I've met her a couple times. She really is just kind of odd. A few months ago, she ran a story on the Washington Post column. uh, DeSantis is unimpressive outside the right-wing media bubble. If pundit-picked GOP frontrunners, performed as expected, former Wisconsin Governor Scott Walker or former Florida Governor Jeb Bush would have been the 2016 nominee. What makes for an electable governor in a red state doesn't always make someone a viable presidential candidate. Candidates have to be appealing, lively, dynamic, and adept at deflecting criticism. And that brings us to Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, whose debate performance on Monday against Charlie Crist suggests his advance billing might be exaggerated. That was her on October 26th. And now, on November 21st, not even a full month later, here's the headline, Beware, DeSantis is as much a threat to America as Trump. If you believe Florida's Republican Governor Ron DeSantis would be a less dangerous presidential candidate than former President Donald Trump, take a moment to consider the recent ruling striking down DeSantis's Stop Woke Act. That opinion, as well as other rulings against his attempts to inhibit dissent, makes clear DeSantis is just as willing as Trump to embrace the GOP's authoritarian element and use state power to punish his enemies. Um, by the way, um, the the issue there is not that uh, the Stop Woke Act was completely thrown out. Uh, It it only was thrown out as it relates to certain college campuses and what college professors can teach. Uh, She's kind of ignoring that fact. But uh, Jen Rubin is proof that Jeff Bezos wants clickbait to the Washington Post. She's not very thoughtful. She is entirely predictable. And she takes multiple positions on the same issue. Every position that... Uh, Jen Rubin has ever taken. She's taken the exact opposite position. She's not a smart person. She's a shrill person. She's not a thoughtful person. She's a thoughtless person. And because she's thoughtless and dumb... A computer algorithm could write her columns for her, and in fact, I do believe someone set up an AI column, uh, like reading a bunch of her columns and generating a fake one, and it sounded just like something she would write, easily mastered by a computer to take a predictable line against the Republicans, and that's what she does, and for some reason, people hate clicker. Notice, I'm not sending you a bunch of her links because I don't want you to click through and give her traffic. Uh, That I think is why she stays employed because so many people on the right click through to laugh at her. It generates traffic for the Washington Post. They don't care about credibility of the Washington Post anymore. If the Washington Post actually cared about its credibility, it would have long ago fired half the people who work there. But they don't care about it. Jeff Bezos wants clicks. He's not ashamed of the clickbait, And so they hire someone like this. What this tells me, however, is that people like Jen Rubin and others on the left fear Ron DeSantis? What's so remarkable? So, I, I did an interview with Megyn Kelly uh, this morning. They normally, Megyn's show is normally on at this time. And she has a show on Sirius XM. She was doing it not live, but pre recorded because of the holidays today. So, I was able to do it. And we talked a bit about Ron DeSantis and the media. And the path forward in 2024 for the GOP. And one of the things I noted to Megyn Kelly today is that whenever a Republican loses or is off the off the path, suddenly the media works overtime to rehabilitate them. So George W. Bush was Hitler incarnate. George Jimmy McBush Hitler Halliburton. And the moment George W. Bush retired, it was like, oh, George W. Bush, he was so much better than John McCain. John McCain, this maverick guy, he's unpredictable, he's crazy, he's gonna lead us to a war. The moment John McCain was gone, it was, oh, Mitt Romney, Mitt Romney's such a racist, bigot, homophobic Mormon. John McCain was a maverick who stood up to his own party and and uh, Mitt Romney is just a yes man for his party. Mitt Romney goes away, Donald Trump goes, along, oh, why can't he be Mitt Romney? Mitt Romney was like the gold standard of compassionate conservative. We wish he had have- and now that Donald Trump is gone, they can't bring themselves to say really nice things about Donald Trump. But what they are doing is saying things like Ron DeSantis is like a more evil Donald Trump. Ron DeSantis actually is competent enough to get the evil done. At least Trump never actually did the evil stuff. He just tweeted about it. I, we can't have Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis would be terrible. Regardless of your feelings on DeSantis and Trump, it is very clear the media sees the writing on the wall. It is not a coincidence that Jen Rubin at the Washington Post starts very predictably attacking Ron DeSantis like this just after Stan Greenberg, the Democrats' chief pollster, produced a poll on Friday, this past Friday, before the special counsel was announced. Also not a coincidence. It came out after the Stan Greenberg poll that showed... If Ron DeSantis were to run for president tomorrow, he would beat any Democrat running. Pete Buttigieg, Kamala Harris, Gavin Newsom, Joe Biden, you name it. Ron DeSantis would beat them and do so with a majority of the Hispanic vote. And suddenly that has driven Democrats over the edge. They don't know how to handle this. DeSantis, for his part, doesn't seem to be interested right now in running. He's going to run but he hasn't even gotten sworn in yet for his second term as governor. So there's no reason for him to run. That's going to change. And the media sees the writing on the wall. They really don't want Republicans gravitating towards him. They really don't want Republicans to change away from Donald Trump. They really believe they can beat Trump and maybe they can beat Trump. Whether they can or they can't, it's the media's perception of Ron DeSantis that drives them crazy. They really thought they could beat him, and they really thought they could take Florida back. Now, you know, there's a Democrat in the in the Wall Street Journal running a piece, I found it very funny, saying Brian Kemp is actually who the Republicans should run in 2024. As a Democrat, it pains me to say, but Georgia's more of a swing state than Florida now, and Brian Kemp beat the best of us, Stacey Abrams. He should run for president of the United States I have no insider knowledge here other than the one time I suggested the man cussed me out. I don't know that he wants to run for president of the United States. Maybe someone will get to him and convince him he can run for president of the United States. I'm not sure of it. What I do know is that when Democrats are taking to the Wall Street Journal and saying it, we should question it to some degree. But also, we should note just how absolutely in fear of Ron DeSantis so many of them are. In ways, they're not with us Like, they're a little concerned with Glenn Youngkin, too. Now, Youngkin, to me, is, is more milk He's a very bland candidate, and that's kind of his appeal. He's not one of those aggressive Republicans. He's not like Ron DeSantis, willing to be a culture warrior, other than the school stuff. He He smiles a lot. We can't have a Republican smiling. That's bad. But what is fascinating to me is the media already. We are two years away we're 700 some odd days from the next election and the media is already trying to rough up select Republicans and they're starting with Jen Rubin out the door with her hysteria that he's more dangerous than Donald Trump. What they're actually saying is that he's more effective, he's more competent, and I actually think it helps DeSantis that these people are the ones coming out and attacking him and that their argument is that he's like Trump, but more effective. Seems like that's a selling point for a lot of the Republican base. Now, to the phones we go, 877-973-7425. Robert, you're going to be up next. Welcome to the show, Robert.
1: Hey, how you doing? Good, how are you? I'm doing fine. I I wanted to say I'm a Democrat. And I listen to you just about every day.
0: Well, thank you. And I want to say that uh, when it comes to uh, sports and women and males, you you know you you put us all in in the same category, and we're not. Most of the, most most of us
1: feel that a man should never compete against a woman.
0: Look, I, I actually think the data bears out what you're saying that um, the overwhelmingly. Uh, No one really supports the idea of uh, uh, men and women's sports except for far-left progressives. And yet, uh, in Washington, that is the the loudest view. And, in fact, it's one that Senator Warnock has advanced with Joe Biden.
1: Yeah, but I, I I feel like when you put everybody that's Democrat into the same boat, it's not fair.
0: Well, maybe I should be a little more precise. I'm talking about the far-left progressives, not Democrats as a whole. But at the same time, I do think you have to acknowledge that uh, the Democratic Party leadership who runs that party is in favor of these policies, from the president to the Senate majority to the House Democratic caucus.
1: Well, I never heard the president say anything about uh, uh, male gender competing with women, and I never heard that.
0: Oh, oh, let me pull the clip and see if I can find it for you, Robert. Hang on one second. Um, Biden transgender statement, White House. It was with a TikTok interviewer. Um, Where is this? Can I pull the video of this? Um, Yep. Uh, So the White House had, uh, right before the election, Dylan Mulvaney, who is a man who... Pretends to be with a woman. It was on um now this news. And Joe Biden uh defended transgenderism and said it is not objectionable. Now I know Robert wants me to play the audio, but I've got to get into gray. I'm gonna see if I can get into gray being Robert and actually find it for you because Joe Biden actually defended the idea of transgender sports. And Just because he didn't, you didn't hear him say it doesn't mean he didn't. He did this interview on an internet website called Now This News. And he defended transgender athletes. Uh, And I'm trying to find it for you on the fly as I'm talking, which is bad form of me to do because it takes me away from everything else. I assure you if you look for it uh, with, uh, what's his name, Dylan Mulvaney, the man who's decided to become, well, he's play acting as a woman. And Joe Biden actually did an interview with this guy who pretends to be a woman and came out in favor of transgenderism. And in fact, it's not just that, Roger, but Joe Biden's administration is offering up Title IX guidelines to schools that if the schools themselves prohibit boys from being in girls' sports, they will lose federal funding. Now, I know, Robert, what your first reaction is going to be is to say, I'm making it up, I can't play you the audio because I'm looking at it on the fly, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, The problem is if you're inclined and curious enough, you can find it. And in so doing, what you can learn is that Joe Biden has been able to uh, push this agenda very far. Here he is from 2020
1: a mom of two girls, eight and 10. My youngest daughter is transgender. The Trump administration has attacked the rights of transgender people, banning them from military service, um, weakening non-discrimination protections, and even removing the word transgender from some government websites. How will you, as president, reverse this dangerous and discriminatory agenda and ensure that the lives and rights of LGBTQ people are protected under U.S. law? I will flat out just change the law. Every, eliminate those executive orders, number one. You may recall I'm the guy who said uh, I was raised by a man who uh, I remember I was being dropped off. My, my, my dad was a high school educated, well-read man who uh, was a really decent guy. And I was being dropped off to get, get an application in the center of our city, Wilmington, Delaware, the corporate capital of the world at the time. And these two men, I'm mean, getting out to get a, an application to be a lifeguard in the African-American community because there was a big swimming pool complex. And, uh, and these two men, well-dressed, leaned up and hugged one another and kissed one another. I'm getting out of the car at the light, and I turn to my dad. My dad looked at me and said, Joey, it's simple. They love each other. The idea that an 8-year-old child or a 10-year-old child decides, you know, I decided I want to be transgender. That's what I think I'd like to be. It may make my life a lot easier. There should be zero discrimination. And should be zero
0: discrimination against an 8-year-old girl who decides she's a boy or an 8-year-old boy who decides. Uh, plenty more clips. Unfortunately, we got a hard time out here. I'm several years in on my and Branch sheets, and they keep getting softer every time you wash them. They get softer. They hold up after multiple washes over multiple years. They even have those deep-fitting sheets for the fitted sheets for the big mattresses like I've got. They're great. And for the holidays, consider them. Is a great gift for yourself or someone else. They're made with the finest 100% organic cotton threads on earth. They have a great weight for them. They're cool in the summer. They're warm in the fall. They've just in in the cold weather season, they just have a good drape on your body. They just give you something uh, better than your standard sheet that you're going to get. They're great. I enjoy them. I love that they keep getting softer. Every time I wash them and put them back on the bed, they're a better surprise. Their signature sheets come wrapped and ready in a beautiful holiday gift box. They're going to look great. They're going to be unboxed. You're going to make somebody happy this Black Friday, give the gift of a better night's sleep with Bowlin Branch. Get 25% off your first set of sheets and free shipping. When you use promo code Eric, E-R-I-C-K at bowlinbranch.com. That's BowlingBranch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D Branch.com. The promo code is Eric, E-R-I-C-K. The offer ends November 27th. Welcome back to the program, Roger. If you're still listening, I found one of the quotes. Uh, It is actually my buddy, Mark, uh, sent it to me and thanks Mark for listening and for sending this to me. This is from Joe Biden. A couple of weeks ago, uh, October 24th uh, with the transgender activists.
1: Let's see here.
0: Do you think states should have a right to ban gender-affirming care?
1: I don't think any state or anybody should have the right to do that. As a moral question and as a legal question. I just think it's wrong.
0: He just thinks it's wrong. Uh, even for like kids, it's wrong. And his administration is advancing regulations Uh, in the classroom that would prohibit schools from keeping boys out of girls' bathrooms. Uh, That's the Democratic Party leader. Nancy Pelosi supports this. Chuck Schumer supports this. Even Raphael Warnock supports this. So, yeah, I should say progressives and not Democrats blanketly. I realize there are a lot of people who don't. Uh, But this is the predominant view within the leadership of the Democratic Party, which means it's what the Democratic Party itself embraces. And if you are a Democrat embracing it, supporting it uh, or voting for that party, this is the agenda the party wants to advance. Now, what's uh, good for the goose is good for the gander. There are things that Republicans oppose that the Republican Party supports as well. Um, uh, but uh, culturally, not a lot of them are in contention right now compared to something like this. So I understand you are opposed and your friends are opposed and I know a lot of Democrats are opposed. I've got a friend of mine who is a progressive Democrat who will not vote Republican to save his life. and he texts me all the time saying, man, y'all gotta win this fight because this is insane. I don't believe what your party stands for, but on this, y'all are right, um but he's not going to vote Republican. and I given his values and stuff, I understand but. This is a fight that's got to be won, and the Democrats are trying to censor any of us and claim we're stochastic terrorists for speaking out against this stuff. Americans for Prosperity plays to win. That matters a lot to me. I know a lot of D.C.-based organizations that just want to pass paper around to other Beltway insiders or claim they speak for everyday Americans without ever having to leave Washington, D.C. Americans for Prosperity is different. They're not a think tank. They're grassroots do tank. Americans for Prosperity is a one of a kind, freedom oriented, limited government advocacy and accountability organization that actually takes action to expand opportunity for all Americans and defend your freedom of speech. They're doing great work at all levels of government. What's their secret? Well, they don't really rely on Washington. They built a network of concerned citizens who are stepping up for freedom in communities all around the country. If you want to learn more, if you want to find out how to get involved with Americans for Prosperity with a chapter near you, and I assure you, they have a chapter near you. Check them out at americansforprosperity.org slash Eric. That's americansforprosperity.org slash E-R-I-C-K. Hello there. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425 should you wish to be on this year' program. Glad to have you. I, there is some data here you need to know about. Uh, the AARP has released a poll in Georgia. Um, not the most reliable polling, probably, although it was done by Republican and a Democrat. And... Uh, I gotta say, some of the Georgia polling was fairly spot on with what we saw. They they say that Warnock has a slight lead over Walker. It's very close. The trouble for Raphael Warnock is that the older the voter is, the better Herschel Walker does. In fact, he's got a Herschel Walker has a nine point lead with people over fifty, while Warnock has like a twenty point lead with people under fifty. People over fifty are more likely to turn out in a runoff, typically, which helps walker but still uh it's going to be a difficult race for the gop in georgia i don't have a good sense of it i really don't uh the encounters i've had with republicans is not a high level of enthusiasm i've been trying to explain to people that if you keep a 50 50 senate which a walker win would do then you keep the committees tied 50 50 and if the committees are tied Uh, A single Democrat not being there helps the Republicans and the Republicans have an easier time pulling over just a single Democrat to block the Democrats agenda. It becomes way easier for the GOP if you have a tied Senate. On top of that, you have a number of Democrats up for reelection in states that Donald Trump won, including Joe Manchin and John Tester, will both be up in two years. So it becomes far better for the GOP to keep this tied Senate with Herschel Walker winning and Walker has to win for the Senate to stay tied. Um, You may think Warnock's a nicer guy, but he's also an extremist. He supports having boys and girls sports. He only cares about the border when he's up for election. You give him a full six years, he's not going to care about that issue. He supports abortion rights aggressively, wants to scrap the filibuster to enshrine abortion rights in the Senate. Um, it is, it's, it's absurd how extreme he is. You have got to, uh, get out there and vote for Herschel Walker. I have requested my absentee ballot. I'm going to vote absentee. The process works great. In fact, there is a website. Uh, let me give you the website in those of you in Georgia wish to request an absentee ballot. Um, I did this the other day. And it actually is a pretty streamlined process. The one thing you have to do is take a picture of, use your iPhone, take a picture of your of your application with your signature, and then you upload it back to the site. The absentee ballot portal is securemyabsenteeballot.sos.ga.gov securemyabsenteeballot.sos.ga.gov. Um, if you just go to the Secretary of State, Brad Raffensperger's website, sos.ga.gov, and click the election tab, uh, you can also find the link there, but it's secure my absentee ballot.sos.ga.gov. If you want your absentee ballot in Georgia, you need to get your absentee ballot in Georgia. Now, I gotta switch gears. I've been waiting to talk about this particular issue. We need to talk about Beyond Meat. There are two varieties out there, Beyond Meat and Impossible Meat. And they both have problems. Beyond Meat, this is from the Wall Street Journal, was moving into its new 300,000 square foot headquarters in LA last month when it laid off one-fifth of its workforce. Ethan Brown, the company's chief executive and founder, assured employees at a town hall a day later That a more focused version of his plant-based food company would thrive he compared beyond to starbucks and martin cooper an inventor of the cell phone saying people thought they'd fail too the path is rarely straight and smooth in may of 2019 beyond launched one of the most successful initial public offerings by a major company in more than two decades it snagged entertainers snoop Dogg and leonardo dicaprio as boosters and signed deals with major restaurants and supermarket chains that propelled its valuation over $10 billion. Since then, the company's been losing money and amassing debt. It has shed a series of executives, including its chief operating officer, who was arrested in September after biting a person's nose. U.S. grocery sales of plant-based meat substitutes are declining, and rival imitation meat makers are capturing market share. You know, there's the impossible meat, too. Not only that, there was a story at a Bloomberg about the um, sanitation issues at some of their plants. Yeah, Beyond Meat plants, dirty conditions have been revealed. Photos and internal documents from a Beyond Meat plant in Pennsylvania show apparent mold, listeria, and other food safety issues compounding problems at a factory the company had expected to play a major role in its future. Products from the plant tested positive for listeria, a harmful bacteria, on at least 11 occasions. The occurrence of the bacteria at the facility was confirmed by two former employees. While listeria is frequently present at food plants, it's more unusual for it to be found in the products themselves. Photos taken by a former employee from inside the plant in January and April show what appear to be spills, Unsafe use of equipment, mold on the walls and ingredient containers, while spreadsheets, photos, and internally prepared reports reveal that foreign materials, such as string, metal, wood, and plastic, have been found in food in the plant. This is Beyond Meat. It is worth noting. Oh, gosh. Sorry, got to close that out before looking at the pictures. Beyond Meat and Impossible Meat are the two separate competitors of synthetic meat. Um, both of them have struck separate deals. I think one with McDonald's, one with Burger King, they're in grocery stores. I thought it was very funny. During the COVID shortages of 2020, you would grow, go to the grocery store and there would be no chicken, there would be no pork, there would be no beef. In the frozen section, That all the The chicken tenders were gone, the chicken nuggets were gone, the ribs were gone, the prepackaged burgers were gone. They were never out of the impossible and the beyond foods. The impossible sausages and the impossible burgers and the beyond burgers and the beyond synthetic processed foods and all the, the vegan items in the frozen food section, they never ran out of those. The black bean quinoa burger synthesis never, ever disappeared from the grocery store shelves. Here's ultimately the issue. For decades now, not years, but decades, scientists and doctors have told us to eat less processed food. In fact, what have they told us to do? To shop the outer aisles of the grocery store, how many times have you heard them say, shop the outer aisles? That means you go from the produce to the meats to the dairy and the bread, and you leave all that processed food in between alone. You don't go for the the pasta aisle and the canned soups and avoid the canned vegetables and avoid the frozen food sections, avoid the cakes and the cookies, avoid the chips Avoid the soft drinks, avoid all that. You go for the produce, and then you go for the meats, and then you go for the dairy and the eggs, and you go home. That's what you're supposed to eat, the perimeter of the grocery store. Shop the perimeter of the grocery store. Well, the Beyond Meats and the Impossible Burgers are two of the most processed, most synthetic foods you can possibly buy at a grocery store. They depend on synthetic lab-manufactured hemoglobin. Why? The secret to these foods is they need a mouthy, meaty feel. And when they say a mouthy, meaty feel, they mean blood, muscle fiber. And muscle fiber from meat has in it synthetic, or has in it hemoglobin of some kind, and they need a synthetic variety of it. The environmentalist movement that does not want us to eat cows has pushed this on after decades of medical and scientific advice to eat as little processed food as possible, Scientists and the environmentalists want you to eat the most processed food possible, that is the vegetarian synthetic hemoglobin burger, to save the planet. Forget yourself. They don't care if you die. They're worried about the planet, you selfish SOB. The whole thing is nonsense. And this has failed to catch on. And there are lots of people, look, I I myself have no need to eat the Impossible Burger or the Beyond Burger. And I know people do, you can barely taste the difference. Okay, keyword there is barely, barely taste the difference. So that means you can taste the difference. It's just not a significant difference, but it's a difference. Fast food restaurants attempted to introduce this stuff. There's also like the Beyond Chicken or some such. Um, It's a a synthetic vegetarian-derived chicken, and all of it's flubbed, all of it's failed. It hasn't taken off at any fast food restaurant. Nobody wants the stuff. They tried uh, the Fortune 500 and their woke virtue signaling tried to introduce all this this processed, synthetic, fake, plant-based. Plant-based meat means it's not meat. And they tried to introduce it to everybody and force it on you, the vegetarian impossible beyond turkey. Is it a coincidence that the beyond meat and the impossible meat correspond to the rise of transgenderism? I'm not saying that people who eat it become trans. It's just like the, I mean, it's the impossible woman and the impossible burger. It's the impossible man. They've gone beyond men to make women men. And now they're taking plants and making plants go beyond plants to burgers. It's all synthetic and fake. There's a Dave Chappelle line in there that I can't say on radio, but those of you who have seen it know what I'm talking about. It's the impossible female reproductive organ in the dude and vice versa. It all comes together where we can just shape our reality with our thoughts and our prayers. It's barely, it's barely a difference. The man who puts on makeup and, and wears a bra, barely different. Uh, the the the, the uh, quinoa and and kale that puts on fake hemoglobin—it's barely different from a real burger. Apparently, actually, it's a great deal different, and people aren't buying it because people kind of understand that this is all hysteria, hype, and marketing. They understand that highly synthetic, highly packaged, highly produced foods aren't good for you. Science has said. Health officials have said, and they're not going to ruin themselves in order to save a planet. Uh, This was always a nonsensical sales pitch from these companies. And now we know that it's not working. Their sales are down. They're competing against each other. Their plant conditions for the Beyond Meat kind of gross. Well, actually, Beyond kind of gross. There's mold in places. And they can't sell at the grocery store. Again, it, it was one of those striking moments of the pandemic, you couldn't find hamburger meat, you couldn't find chicken breast, you couldn't find a Boston butt and there was no bacon. But if you wanted the impossible bacon and the Beyond Burger and the impossible sausage and the synthetic vegetarian based chicken product, it was all there for you to have because nobody wanted it. You got people starving, can't find the meat in the grocery store, and they still don't want this crap. That should have told you everything you needed to know, that you didn't want to invest in these companies. And with the fast food companies announced to much fanfare, they were going to produce this stuff. And then quietly, it disappeared from the menu. That should tell all the investors in these companies, there is no demand for your fake, highly produced, highly synthetic products move on and stop trying to make the rest of us eat this crap and bugs because that's their next thing too you know is is they want us to eat the crickets it's not going to happen but they're going to try i want you to try something i want you to try patriot mobile as your cell phone provider all you have to do is call them at 972 patriot they have a hundred percent us-based customer service you call them say eric sent you you get free activation and you move your existing phone number over to them, or you get a brand new phone number. If you have an unlocked phone, you can take that with you. Just They can do a, an eSIM or get you a new SIM. They can also give you a brand new phone if you've got a one of those carrier-provided locked phones that's tied to a particular carrier, but they can do it all for you and you get guaranteed great service. They use the same cell towers everybody else uses, so you do not have to worry about the quality of, of the um, cell phone service. They get 5G data voice. If you don't believe me, go to patriotmobile.com slash Eric, patriotmobile.com slash E-R-I-C-K. You can do the entire transfer on their site, and you can see a detailed map down to your house to see the quality and the strength of the coverage, the 5G access, the voice, the data, everything. It's patriotmobile.com slash Eric, patriotmobile.com slash E-R-I-C-K, or call them 972-PATRIOT, and then they take a portion of their profits, and they contribute it to the conservative movement and the causes you care about. You grow the conservative movement by moving your business to Patriot Mobile, and they share your values. PatriotMobile.com slash Eric. Hey, um, I need to do a little bit of a public service announcement here for a friend. Um, Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here, by the way. Um, I'll get into the other stuff. This is kind of important, uh, particularly this time of year. So I've got some friends in Atlanta, the Sampler family. Um, and Jason and his wife adopted, uh, some siblings who had lost their, their parents were killed. Uh, I believe they're from Columbia and, uh, the parents died. They had no relatives and were placed at an orphanage and the Sampler family agreed to adopt them and they brought them to Atlanta. Um, and really dramatically overnight expanded their household. Uh, the oldest uh, is named Kat, and she has run away. Um, she speaks limited English. Um, they're from Columbia, the, the the siblings are, and the oldest one has run away. She was last seen around uh, Pine Tree Country Club in, in Kennesaw, Georgia. She's wearing OU sweatshirt and black leggings. Um, if you go to my Twitter uh, at EW Erickson, you can see a picture Uh, She was seen Sunday um, and has not been seen since. The family has gotten a little desperate. They've put up some pictures of her on social media. Uh, Again, this is, uh, she, it's been a very traumatic experience for the family. As you can imagine, Uh, these kids lost their parents, had no family to turn to, were placed in an orphanage and adopted and brought to this country by an American family and have taken them in and made them their own. Um, But, at age 17, as you can imagine, struggling. So uh, if you can help, if you're in the Atlanta area, particularly the North Atlanta area, keep your eye out, please, uh, for this young lady uh, and get her back to the family that does care deeply about her um, this holiday season. It's just, it's it's a sad situation all around. Um, Now, this hour of the program is brought to you by First Liberty Building and Loan. If you are growing a business, buying a building, building a building, growing a franchise, reach out to them. They can help you. We're talking big deals, though $750,000 and more. They want to help you. They can help you nationwide, not you individually, but you as a business. They can help you. They make their own decisions. They try to help you get to yes, where banks say no. Firstlibertyga.com is their website. Tell them I sent you. Now, I've only got a minute. I've got several people on the phones. I would like to take phone calls. We're treating this as an open line Friday because I'm going to take the next couple of days off to experiment with cooking and get some stuff done and might try to surprise some family with some gumbo as well. So uh the phone number is 877 973 7425 Um, I do want to make sure you all have my gravy recipe. It's very important. You don't ruin your gravy. Um, I will get a unique link set up so you can get access to that during the commercial break. So stick around. When we come back. San Francisco's Elections Commission has just fired the elections director. He's been there for 22 years. He's done nothing wrong except he's white. And they're openly saying they fired him because of his race. In normal America, that would be considered discriminatory. In, In San Francisco, they say it is to advance their racial equity plan. The left keeps losing their mind on this stuff. Uh, It may start in San Francisco, but you trust me, this is going to happen more and more nationwide. Some of the quotes in the story are absolutely insane. i got to read them for you. Uh, And take your phone calls when we come back, 877-973-7425. You're listening nationwide to The Eric Erickson Show.